This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Breakdown, your home for all things Dallas Cowboys news. At this point, it almost doesn't seem possible, but Daron Bland continues to show out for Dallas. A fifth-round pick in 2022, Bland had five picks as a rookie and has already outdone his freshman campaign. Bland entered this contest with three pick sixes on the season and made it four this weekend. It was his sixth interception of the year, and while he went to the ground to secure this one, he was also aware enough to realize he wasn't touched. That allowed him to get up and race it into the end zone. The 30-yard return not only continued to show how incredible Bland is, but it ended the Panthers' hope of a comeback. Before we dive into today's episode, we'd like to remind you you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Just search the Big D Breakdown. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening, and be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on our YouTube channel. And as we dive into our first topic, we're going to look at three studs and two duds from the lopsided victory over Carolina in Week 11. Ever since losing to the Eagles a couple weeks ago, the Cowboys have been on a roll. They steamrolled the Giants 49-17, but of course that is the Giants, and then headed to Charlotte to take on the Carolina Panthers. Dallas had another lopsided win, taking out Carolina 33-10. Honestly, that score should have been an even larger spread, given how much better Dallas is than Carolina. Throwing all the costly penalties by the home team, and a 23-point win feels like a letdown. That's why this week's Studs and Duds has a couple of duds in there despite the huge win. Still, there were far more studs, including some such as Prescott and Pollard, who deserve some love, even if we don't mention them. That being said, let's dive into our first stud, Dayron Bland. At this point, almost doesn't seem possible, but Dayron Bland continues to show out for Dallas. Fifth round pick in 2022, Bland had five picks as a rookie and has already outdone his freshman campaign. Bland entered this contest with three pick sixes on the season and made it four this weekend. It was his sixth interception of the year, and while he went to the ground to secure this one, he was also aware enough to realize he wasn't touched. That allowed him to get up and race it to the end zone. The 30-yard 30 30 return not only continued to show how incredible Bland is, but it ended the Panthers' hope of a comeback. Carolina had made it a one-score game at 17-10, but then Tony Pollard ran it in from 20 yards out to make it 23-10. That's when Bland stepped in and made it a 20-point lead as the Cowboys went up 30-10 in the fourth quarter. Bland has been the definition of a shutdown corner for the Cowboys this season. Opposing quarterbacks have had a hard time completing passes on him, and the pick sixes just keep coming. At this point, it's fair to ask why anyone throws the ball near him. Our first stud, Jordan Lewis. While Bland stood out, slot cornerback Jordan Lewis struggled in coverage on 
Adam Thielen giving up a 14-yard reception over the middle during the Panthers' first drive. Carolina had to punt the ball, but they did move it 41 yards on 10 attempts. That drive never should have gone that long. Considering the mismatch between the teams and letting Thielen get rolling was one of the issues. In the, excuse me. In the third quarter, Thielen was able to beat Lewis once again, only in a second and 10. This time, it wasn't a first down. But it did make it third and two for the home team. Carolina, as they did throughout the day, made it tougher on themselves with a penalty as they were hit with a full start on the next snap. The Panthers converted on fourth and two a couple of plays later, thanks in large part to Sam Williams running into the punter. While that hurt Dallas, the Panthers were primarily in a position to go for it, thanks to the earlier play from Thielen, who also caught the ball on fourth down. Lewis was again in the coverage of Thielen when he caught a nine-yard pass on third and ten, which allowed the Panthers to go again go for it on fourth down. As they did during the two previous fourth down attempts on this drive, the offense converted thanks to a three-yard run from Miles Sanders. With Trayvon Diggs out for the year, Lewis moved from fourth on the depth chart to third. In all honesty, he's better than most teams' options at fourth, but there have been times where he stood out as the weak link in the secondary, and this is one of those games. Our stud, Luke Shoemaker, at tight end. It hasn't been the greatest rookie season for tight end Luke Schumacher. The second-round pick from Michigan had just 14 yards and three receptions this season, although one went for a touchdown. He nearly had a second score in the loss to Philadelphia when he hauled in a short pass on fourth down, but was called down short on the goal line. In addition to coming up short on that play, which wasn't all on him, Schumacher has been hit with some untimely penalties. What he needed was a big play to get him rolling. He came up with one in the first quarter against Carolina. Dallas, after a 3-and-out to start the game, moved the ball well on their second drive. This time, they went 83 yards on 10 plays and capped it off with a perfect 18-yard pass from Prescott to Shoemaker. That gave Dallas a 7-0 lead, but might have done even more for the rookie. He not only scored the second touchdown of the season, but also more than doubled his total yardage on that one play. Shoemaker didn't see the ball come his way much after this one, but he did get one target in garbage time. Cooper Rush came in for Prescott with the game well in hand and completed two passes. One of those went to Shoemaker for five yards, giving him two receptions for 23 yards and a touchdown. Dallas has more than enough weapons in the passing game, but they need role players to step up when their stars are shut down. That was the case here as Jake Ferguson had a mild game with just three receptions, and no player went over 42 yards through the year. That's when players like Shoemaker need to step up, and he did exactly that. And our next dud, Sam Williams. Cowboys were in full control with a 17-3 lead. They just forced another punt in the third quarter. Dallas was pinned deep inside the five-yard line, but even so, they were up by two touchdowns and ready to get the ball back. Or so it seemed. Dallas wound up sending the defense back out thanks to a penalty from Sam Williams. The former second-round pick has turned into a special teams ace and has even been lining up as a gunner and doing very well. Williams, who did block a punt against the Rams, nearly got to another this time, but he was called for running into the kicker. The five-yard penalty gave the Panthers the confidence to go for it on fourth and two, which they converted. From there, they had their longest drive of the game, going 70 yards on 17 plays, which ended with a touchdown from Tommy Tremble. As frustrating as that drive was, it should have ended after five plays. Twelve of those snaps came after the penalty from Williams, which made it a seven-point game and gave the Panthers plenty of momentum and confidence. 
That didn't last, thanks to the way the rest of the team responded, but these seven points were on Williams. In the end, it didn't matter since the Cowboys dominated from there. As for Williams, he redeemed himself as, as well when he recorded a fourth-quarter sack on Bryce Young. And our final stud, Micah Parsons. Carolina forced a quick punt and then started to move the ball on offense. They had a couple of first, first downs, but a third and six wound up being their downfall. Bryce Young dropped back on that one, but no time to do anything thanks to Micah Parsons. Top pass rusher for Dallas took him down for a nine-yard loss, bringing him in to a 10-play drive and getting the ball back for his offense. There was nearly an identical situation on the next drive for the Panthers as well. After Durance Armstrong hit Young's hand on second down, forcing a wild pass, pass, Carolina was facing a third and seven. Again, the rookie quarterback was in a passing situation, but never had a chance with number 11 breaking through for his second sack on the day. Just like his first, this one also went for a nine-yard loss and forced a punt. As is often the case with great players, Parson also made an impact on snaps where he didn't make it to the stat sheet. Near the end of the first half, Carolina was finally driving and moved the ball to the Dallas 13. Donovan Wilson pushed them back four yards with a tackle for a loss. And then Parsons was the one who ruined their second down play. Looking to make up for the loss, Young went back to drop. Had to throw the ball under the ground with Parsons chasing him. Demarcus Lawrence followed that up with a sack and the Panthers settled for three. Thanks in part to Parsons getting into the backfield and causing more issues. The stud linebacker finished with six tackles and 2.5 stacks. That means he now has 10 on the season and has posted double digits in each of his three years in the NFL. Parsons is clearly in the mix for NFL Defensive Player of the Year, and games like this will only help his case. Now we're going to take a look at five former Cowboys who are thriving with their new teams. Starting off at number five, Noah Brown. Watching Noah Brown flourish is a little more bittersweet than most losses for Cowboys fans, but it's kind of like watching one of your kids grow up and do well outside the house. Know you did right by them, even though you wish they were still around. While you're certainly excited for Brown doing well in Houston, you can't help but wish the Cowboys had held on to him just a little bit longer. Brown's has been exploding for Houston as of late, and you might be shocked at some of the numbers he's posting. He had 172 yards on 7 receptions against the Bengals. He had 153 yards on 6 catches against the Buccaneers, along with a touchdown. Brown has made contributions in all 5 of the games he's played, but he's really heating up lately, and he's averaging 20.9 yards per reception this season so far. Next up, at number four, we're going to dive into our... And at number four, Amari Cooper with the Browns. Let's get this one on the way because it's undoubtedly a sore subject at this point. Dallas Cowboys and their fans may be happy for Noah Brown thriving with another team, but every big game Amari Cooper has with Browns like another drop of acid in everyone's eyeballs. Not that Cowboy fans are upset at Amari Cooper's success, but every big game he has as a member of the Browns has Cowboys fans singing Justin Bieber. That should be me. That should be me. In all seriousness, trading away Amari Cooper and not figuring out a way to prioritize bringing him back is one of the biggest mistakes the Cowboys have made in this present window. That trade significantly depleted the wide receiver position where the Cowboys have been scraping and calling to find solutions especially since Michael Gallup hasn't performed up to the contract he received. 
Even with quarterback issues in Cleveland, Cooper is up over 700 yards in nine games this season with a pair of touchdowns. And number three, Dalton Schultz. Number three, Dalton Schultz. Dallas Cowboys are slowly, slowly but surely finding they might have something at the tight end position. Former fourth round pick Jake Ferguson. But you can't help but keep tabs on what Dalton Schultz is doing for the Houston Texans so far this season. After receiving the franchise tag from the Cowboys last offseason, Schultz was given a pretty modest one-year deal to play for D'Amico Ryans and the Texans. And he might have earned himself some more money on the 2024 free agent market, perhaps even a stick around Houston. Schultz is averaging 11.4 yards per reception for the Texans, career high, and he's less than a yard off of his career best for yards per game right now at 46.8. With four touchdowns in nine games, Schultz looks like he has a shot to match or maybe even beat his career high of eight touchdowns back in 2021 for Dallas. When the Cowboys let Schultz go, I thought it was a clear chance to upgrade the upside at the position. There never seemed to be anything overly spectacular about him, but sometimes when you see a guy like this thrive in a new environment, you start to appreciate more of the things that made them productive that went beyond just being one of the only outlets for Prescott. Schultz finds soft spots in the defense. He's effective in the red zone, and he knows how to move the chains. He already got 22 first-down receptions this season. Number two, Craig Zerline. Kicker of the Jets. Although a lot of people like to make fun of college kicker, kickers these days, it's pretty crazy to see how many teams have struggled to find consistency in the NFL at the kicker position. The Dallas Cowboys unfortunately had a major debacle in the position in the 2022-23 season, when Brett Maher missed about 68 extra points in a row after making 91% of his field goals during the season. The Cowboys found themselves in a similar situation as many other teams in 2023, looking for a new kicker. They seemed to have found one in Brandon Aubrey, but it wasn't that long ago that the Cowboys had Greg Zerline on their roster, and maybe they should have just stuck with them. Crick kickers are a lot like relief pitchers in baseball. Guys go through streaks of being hot, and Colt, and oftentimes with a reliever with a high ERA in one city, will go to the next and be dominant. Kickers who go through a funk in one city will oftentimes get cut, land elsewhere, and suddenly figure things out. Zerline has been basically the only source of consistent offense for the Jets this season, and he's made 22 field goals. That's the second most in the NFL so far this season. Cowboys aren't complaining this. Though, as Brandon Aubrey is one of just two kickers right now to have made 100% of his field goal attempts, including an impressive 4 for 4 from 50 and beyond. Next up, number one, Connor McGovern. The Cowboys have done a pretty solid job of developing offensive linemen over the last 10 years, and it hasn't mattered if the players were first round picks, undrafted free agents, or anything in between. One of the players who Obviously developed well in Dallas was former Cowboys interior lineman Connor McGovern. By the way, we can't just acknowledge once again how shocking it is that there are two interior offensive linemen in NFL right now that share this name. What are the odds? At any rate, McGovern was a third-round pick of the Cowboys back in 2019, and he wound up getting placed on IR early in his rookie season. Didn't get any playing time until year two. He started 14 games for Dallas between 2020 and 2021 got a chance to earn his free agent contract with Buffalo and Dallas started him for 15 games in 2022. Let us know your thoughts in the comment section below. What do you think of these players that 
previously played for uh, Dallas and are now playing great for other teams, I'd assume. And now, the biggest news of all to hit AT&T Stadium, Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones announced that Jimmy Johnson will enter the Cowboys Ring of Honor. The reunion is finally occurring. The one thing Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson seemed to agree on during their live reconciliation on Fox was that they never disagreed about anything at all. During a pregame meeting on the field prior to the Cowboys' battle with the Carolina Panthers ramped up speculation, Jones and Johnson hopped alive on a Fox to make a very special announcement. Not only did Johnson and Jones bury the hatchet, but after an extended conversation, Jones revealed that the old coach would finally be entering the Ring of Honor. And it would be happening almost immediately. Johnson's ceremony is set for December 30th. Or as Jones said live on the air, 1923. Almost like he's been Ring of Honor worthy for years. Despite Jerry sounding like a microwave that defaulted back to factory resets after a particularly stressful daylight savings time, the sentiment was that Johnson received what he deserved, and Jones relented, ending whatever feud with a long-forgotten origin that persisted and delayed the inevitable. That December 30th game features the Lions and Cowboys in primetime, and while it might have been a phenomenal gesture to hold the ceremony during Dallas's annual Thanksgiving game, the juice that such an unveiling might provide to a Cowboys team that needs to topple the Dan Campbell-led Lions could be well worth it. No need to wait any longer. No need to parse through old photos of Johnson and Jones together on the 64 Razorbacks and wonder what went wrong. The moment is here and included the perfect amount of cherry goofs along the way. One. And now on to our next topic. Dax, uh, Dax Prescott contract update is hinting at the Cowboys making a familiar, frustrating mistake. In every turn, the Cowboys front office has endorsed Dak Prescott as the franchise quarterback of the now and future Cowboys. This offseason will go a long way towards determining how long Prescott retains that mantle. Through under contract through the 2024 season, he has a 59.45 million cap hit next season due to multiple restructures of his current deal. Hashing out a contract extension is the easiest path to lowering that number. The last time Prescott was up for a new contract, though, was famously dragged out. He was ultimately franchise tagged twice before he inked a four-year, $160 million deal that included $90 million guaranteed. As a result, the Cowboys cost themselves a ton of money. Prescott was smart to bet on himself, so credit to him, but Dallas can't make the same mistake twice. ESPN insider Todd Archer's intel is accurate. It's trending that way. The Cowboys risk overpaying the quarterback in the process. Multiple franchise quarterbacks inked big money extensions this past offseason, including Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, and Joe Burrow. Hurts got a five-year, $255 million extension. Jackson got a five-year, $260 million deal. Herbert got a $262.5 million deal. Burrow topped them all with his $275 million contract, paying him $55 million annually. Prescott's deal should fall in the $50 to $55 million range. It's unclear how much he'll demand. That'll depend on how he finishes the season. The quarterback market is ever-evolving. The Jaguars' Trevor Lawrence is next up on the contract totem pole, 
the list ends there. So it's not like there's another group of quarterbacks waiting to reset the market. It's good news for the Cowboys, but it also means Prescott won't be rushed into signing a new deal. Longer the negotiation process takes, though, the more likely it is that Dallas overpays the two-time pro bowler. And the less flexibility the front office will have to upgrade its roster. Let us know your thoughts in the comment section below. Should we re-sign Prescott, or should we go find somebody else? Of course, if you want to support the channel, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash the big D. As always, your support helps the channel grow, upgrade our equipment, bring in new hosts, be able to pay them, and then one day take this show on the road. We can make that happen with your support. And of course, as always, give us a thumbs up if you like our video, hit that subscribe button down below, and the bell notification button to be notified of future videos. And as always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. This has been the Big D Breakdown with your host, Larry Lee. Thank you for listening and watching. Follow us on social media at Big D Breakdown on Twitter, Facebook, New Big D Breakdown, and on Instagram. Just search Big D Breakdown. Thank you for joining us. See you next time.